with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, morning slash evening, wherever the hell you are in the world. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, all the way across that cold and clammy Atlantic Ocean, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, the expertise of all things paranormal, especially paracoustics, uh, and infrasound, Mr. Steve Parson. Good evening. You can add paravision to that because we've started writing it. Well, starting doesn't count when it's done, and you can tell It me. does because we've already done the first chapter. Uh, don't care. Don't care. If I don't get mentioned, the book doesn't exist. You know that. <laughs> Anyway, no, none of my books exist. You've never I know, been mentioned. I know. <laughs> hey, at least I don't put upskirt shots in my books. That's all I can say. Not an uppy. <laughs> anyway. Although, although we yeah. sold about 100 copies just off the back of your suggestion. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. That's a great thing, you know. <laughs> Only I would think of something like no that. No such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, I guess not. Speaking about bad publicity. No, I, I can't. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a good way to. No, no, that's not that's, a good. That's well, I'll tell you what. Way. Well, let's let's rewind a little because uh, those oh, yeah, attempt, okay. those going onto our uh, Ghost Chronicles International web page yes. may see a news article that I posted about ten minutes ago. Well, I, I actually uh, set it earlier today to post ten minutes ago because uh, our oh. friend Nessie's back. What? Our 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 mutual friend Nessie, the Loch Ness monster. He's back. Uh, he's back. Been videoed swimming up and down in the lock. Well, we'll have to talk about that, but not today. But uh, yeah, no, no, definitely. no. I'm just just saying that. Excellent, today. excellent news. Link, I will have to check it out website. myself. Links on the I will, website. I will check it out myself. Day old news. Only happened yesterday. Well, the news only broke yesterday. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, took a while. Until you're pictures. impressed. Took him away to fake the, fake the pictures. <laughs> anyway, we do have a guest. In case you forget. Yeah, I was tr- just trying to so the listeners would forget your terrible segue. Yeah, I know it was bad, wasn't it? it Anyways, was oh, before I do want to forget, of course, we have uh, some events around coming up on the end of the month. I have my Dining with the Dead at the Haunted Wyndham Restaurant. Uh, curious Objects is the topic. And uh, also in July, my good mate and personal friend, <laughs> The Steve Parson is coming over here for Spirit Quests and some other no, events. Not in July. What did I say? July? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had COVID, so it doesn't count. Anyways, we do have a guest. And we've hey, gone hey for, your well, good yes. friend and acquaintance, Dylan Rogers, is coming over in two weeks. Dylan who? Yeah. Okay. I used to get a guy by Dylan. I used he's, to coming, he's coming over to Boston. I used to, yeah, I used to know a guy who used to do the... Uh, Tell her curious tales. That's but anyways, same, same guy, yeah. yeah. Not that I know. Yeah. Anyways, we do have a guest, so let's bring him on. He is uh, someone who we've actually had on the show before. Could, which, we have? Could, yeah. 
and it was uh, it was a good show. It was the, pur- the purveyor of excellent ghost tours, as I recall. Yeah, but he's also written a book since then. It's been five years, believe it or not. Are you in it? Are you in the book? No, I've never read anybody's book. It doesn't exist. Nobody loves me. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Anyways, uh, he is, uh, yes, he does a bunch of stuff. He has a new book out. He's uh, a purveyor of Dracula tours. Hey, Hey, shut up. Let's let's have him tell us. All right, fine. Go ahead. That way it won't get screwed up by you. Introduce him. No, you introduce him. I just did. Anyway, <laughs> you it, guys, I am introducing myself. Yeah, you better be. Someone's going to stop this madness. Thank you very much. Five, five minutes. Ron would screw it up. This five, is minute, it. five minutes into the show, and we haven't even talked to you. So there you go. This Carry is on. It. Here we go. Now give me a three, two, one. Three, two, one. Speaking of bad publicity, uh, <laughs> no See, the segue point. was good. No such thing as bad publicity when it comes to getting the word out on things like Dracula tours, ghost tours, Beatle tours, believe it or not, uh, new horror books, uh, paranormal stuff in Connecticut. Uh, Our guest today is Cryptmaster Chucky himself, Charles Rosenay. Charles, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) Good job. We we can get you. We have an opening for you. We need we need to get him on as a co-host. <laughs> Are you that bored with me? Is that what you're telling me? Hey, I want to know well, these two. Wait, wait I, first I, I want to know question, why. Why, wait, a, why did he still steal the name as the Crypt Keeper? Wasn't that uh, the guy on Late Night TV? Crypt Master. It's a little different. A little, a little play on that. You know. Okay. Okay. We'll and take that then. Uh, and and as, a, as a former what, resident and native of the city of Liverpool, I yeah. want to know: Is it the Beatles tours of the? Are they insectivorous or musical? Uh, you know better than that. Uh, it's really funny because in uh, the, my growing up, it was all for me the Beatles and the horror stuff, Universal monsters, anything scary and rock and roll, British. There you go. In that and, case, I'll switch to me Scouse accent then. And now no one will understand it. Uh, in '83, I started doing these Beatle tours, and those were where we brought fans from the U.S. to London and Liverpool. And it's what was kind of the genesis for doing the Dracula tours because it was stuff that I loved. And we thought, well, if fans are coming over to Liverpool for the Beatles stuff, I'm not the only nutter who would want to come to Transylvania and Romania for a Dracula tour, I would hope. And we started doing those and, you know, started those in 98. And those have been so successful that those became a yearly event which then gave birth to ghost tours, as you guys know, because Steve and I almost did one together in Wales. Um, Almost is the key word there. Yeah, close, close. (laughs) So we we go to London and we've been to Hungary and, and of course, Prague. We've done trips to Germany. You ready for this? Israel, Cuba, um, just Ireland, Scotland, pretty much any place that has any kind of resemblance of hauntings we've brought groups to. And that's sort of morphed now into me doing it locally within Connecticut to all the spooky places in the state, uh, as well as um, uh, these conventions, the paranormal conventions. So when we spoke, I was only doing the the drag tours and the ghost tours. Now I'm a, I'm Mr. You know, Mr. Paranormal in Connecticut. I've become one of these guys like like you guys, where everything you know is is very fun, and and we try to make it interesting, and we get great results. 
And, and uh, yeah, the last time I talked, you actually uh, we talked about the Cuban tour, which was was kind of unique at the time. And but you're you're in all fairness, and since I've been on Facebook, which is I don't know how long, yeah. uh, I have constantly seen uh, advertisements and comments on your Dracula tours, and they seem extremely popular. People are. Uh, have uh, commented how what a great time they had and, and they were so excited to go and all this stuff so I mean you, you definitely got a, a hit with that are they still going on they sure are we skipped you know the one the COVID times but yeah, it, it went on late last year another one's going on this year and you know what it is yeah. I, I'm not you know um, slapping myself on the shoulder but I am in a way you go to a restaurant, and no matter how great it is, someone's walking out saying, oh, my soup was cold. There's always that person oh, yeah, yeah. never getting 100% satisfaction. Guys, <clears throat> the Dracula tour has gotten 100% satisfaction in the 20-plus years I've been doing it. It's unheard of that any business that ca caters to that wide of a variety. You know, there were some years we had 100, 150 people going. Mm -hmm. uh, and to a person, they've had the greatest time. They come back. We, we, you know, we exchange. I would want to say Christmas cards, but more like Halloween cards. We're in touch. <laughs> they come on more tours. They say, Charles, when's your next event? It's just such an amazing um, a, a, a travel adventure for people who are like-minded and love. Well, what it is, it's as you know, it's we combine the fun, the fiction, and the fantasy of Dracula, where we follow in. Jonathan Harker's footsteps from the Dracula novel with the history, also the legend, but the reality of Vlad, Vlad Tepish, Vlad the Impaler. So the two mesh perfectly for a, you know, for a one week vacation that gives vampire fans just the, the greatest time they've ever had. So has, has COVID really cramped your style on, on these uh, overseas tours for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the numbers are, ridiculously down on on the Beatle tour on the Dracula tour we 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 postponed we we're supposed to do another ghost tour to England and we've been postponing that on uh, going on 3 years we'll hold that hopefully in 2023 and Steve Steve might be involved in that we'll see but um what the the plus of if there's such a thing of, as a plus of covid <coughs> is um it's giving me this cough no it's giving me the opportunity to publish a book and become and you guys, I don't know if you get this, but someone who writes a book, it's just like, you know, you just having sex for the first time. You just want to keep doing it, right? <laughs> I, I've got, I've got. Friend, I've never, ever heard it described that way. No, well, I you, haven't either. You reach no. a certain age, you know, you do it once a year. It's the same with the book and the sex. But anyway, um, y y what I to say is that uh, I did the book of top 10 horror lists and it now I've got. Uh, I'll tell you what books I've got in the works. A book on the monkeys, a book on the Beatles, a book on the turtles, all music, a book on the Beatles, again, all music, and true ghost stories of Connecticut, which is just the one that's going to be out in time, you know, for my paranormal convention in July. And I'm just really excited because I reached out to all my colleagues, all the paranormal investigators in Connecticut, all the psychics, all the mediums. And I said, I need your best encounter, your best story, your best, you know, uh, ghost uh, hunt. <clears throat> and sure enough, they gave me the most amazing stories, which I compiled 33 chapters, uh, including three of my own. 
uh, a kick-ass cover and uh, a forward by the amazing Kreskin. <laughs> Talk about oh, wow. it from the past. And uh, very excited. So had it not been for COVID, you know, COVID, I'd rather the world have not had COVID, obviously. And I'd rather everyone, but because of COVID, it gave me the time where I would have been doing tours and conventions and booking bands and doing all the stuff I do. I you know, that, that, that book, though, Chucky, is so rich. Uh, Jeff Belanderix, where he came out with the world's most haunted places where he had everybody in the freaking world write his book for him, <laughs> which is a great idea because all he had to do was put the name on it. I guess that's a way to write a book. It's, it's kind of well, like having, having sex to a gigolo. Yeah, well, you know, in, in many ways, my first book is similar to that because the, mm -hmm. book, the book of top 10 horror lists. Yeah, well, I want to uh, get into that a little bit too. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's 100 celebrities gave me their top 10 favorite lists, but oh, it wasn't, wow. wasn't just the list. There had to be reasons why. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's people like there's a beetle, there's a monkey, there's a monster, there's William Shatner, uh, <coughs> there's uh, Sarah Karloff, Boris Karloff's daughter, you know, mm -hmm. five or six Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, a Baseball Hall of Famer, it's on and on, scream queens, horror icons, movie stars, um, people like Ruth Buzzy, who, you you know, Rowan and Martin's laughing, just crazy folks who you thought, wow, these people like horror movies. And they came up with great lists. And the book works on so many levels because, yeah, it's a horror book, but it's also a celebrity book, a pop culture book. Good. That's cool. People are loving it. Great Amazon reviews, and I'm really excited about it. What do you do on your days off, Chucky? <laughs> I, do, I do silly podcasts and, uh, and, and Skype interviews. Yeah, you've got to have some downtime. You sound like the busiest man in the paranormal, which used to be the role that uh, Belangie. I'm a little yeah. hyper, a little hyper. Yeah. Mm. So I need my I need I need my downtime. Yeah. I only do one book every two years. We we need to contact Jeff. Actually, you keep me mentioned him a few times mm. uh, because I think he'd be a great participant in the um, Salem. Uh, it's a it's the Salem Paranormal. Yeah. And horror convention. It's called. Oh yeah, he, he'd do it as long as you get to him soon enough. That's the problem, though. Yes. He, he would picks be up real quick. Perfect for that. Yeah. yeah Where, whereas, uh, have you have you thought of? Um, oh, what's his name? Kolek. Um, he did uh, spectral evidence for thirteen years. I already and... dropped that. Wait a minute. I already dropped that <laughs> hint, Steve. Remember that? I already dropped that hint. You missed it. Wake up. Yeah, I, talk, I wanted you know? to do it while we were recording the show. You know what? I, I think he's he, he's a league. He's beyond our you know grasp. Yeah. I don't know if we yeah, yeah. I think, a, a, I, I think asshole league. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why he doesn't do it anymore. I'd ask the uh, previous promoters. Yeah, yeah, he pissed off at my son. <laughs> we had nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, that's but, funny. Yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, so. Did you, in your list of, uh, in, in all fairness, I, I haven't seen the book, so I, I'm talking blindly, so please correct me if I uh, say anything wrong, and also uh, enlighten me at the same time. Uh, first of all, where's the book available? Well, it's available on Amazon. It's available from the publisher, Bear Manor Media. But I think the best way, you know, to, for someone to get a copy is to, to get it. Yeah, because I can <laughs> I can sign copies and I make a few cents more. Uh, the website is www.bookoftop10, the number mm -hmm. 10, 10, horrorlistscom 
com, and uh, my email's there. My phone number's there. You just let me know, you know, who you want me to personalize it to. And uh, anyone who gets it, they're going to love it. It's it's one of those, it's a can't miss. You mm -hmm. know, people people just think of their own top 10 lists and they want to see which. How they fare, yeah. Yeah, which celebrities pick those particular uh, films. What did Amber Heard pick? <laughs> uh uh, every film that was ever made except for Johnny Depp ones. <laughs> oh. No Pirates so, of the Caribbean. So, so Steve, let me, Steve, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, what, is, what is your top horror movie? Horror movie? Horror, yes. It's got to be The Others. Ah, oh, great one. Great one, yeah. It's got to be. It's right got to be. Sixth Sense. I love The Others. Or, or maybe The Orphanage. Also oh, I didn't like that one that much. I have oh. a copy of that, actually. It was given love, to me. Love it, love it. it was what, pretty good, but... Uh. What's yours, Ron? Horror movie? Yeah. You know, if I could do a half a horror movie, <laughs> I, would yeah. go, I would go with uh, Red Lights, uh, Sigourney Weaver, because I love the first half of that movie. Uh, but I guess on a strictly horror movie, God, they're all the B ones. They're all so so same so great uh as long as you have half naked girls running around it's it's always good uh i watched one the other day by the way Sior sorority sisters in the bolorama oh my which, god yeah that was that was good too so I, I you know i don't know if i have a favorite it's just it, they're they're pretty much to me they're just the, the great blend but the others is a great movie i'll give steve that absolutely well i call um, it a horror movie because i mean it is a ghost story, but it is a ghost story. It is, you know, it's not your traditional gore fest horror, but it's not your traditional ghost movie either. But what so, about comedy, comedy horror like Beetlejuice? Well, yeah, one of the Vince Martell, who was the lead guitarist of Vanilla Fudge, <laughs> he gave us his top ten horror movies that mm -hmm. made him laugh, and it was stuff like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Awesome. And Young Frankenstein. And it, sure enough, it was all horror films with, with a comedy bent. Um, and those are great. There's no doubt. And there's so yeah. many of them. Yeah, one of my all-time favorites, and people go, huh? Didn't make the list. Not one person picked Phantom of the Paradise, which is a Paul Williams musical horror film oh, yeah. that, um, that, that takes cues from um, Dorian Gray, uh, mm. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and also Phantom of the Opera, obviously. And it's it's a brilliant film, and not one person picked it in the whole in my whole book. Huh. And any any votes for Rocky Horror? Oh yeah, Rocky Horror got a bunch. Ah, I love this show. Can you guys oh. guess? Can you guys guess which got number one? You know, I was gonna ask uh, you if you did yeah, if you compi um, compiled it. We did. We did an ultimate at the end, the definitive mm. top ten. Meaning, who picked, you know, won the most, to all that, and and there's definitely a top ten in there. Uh, I'd go with the Rocky Horror. It's got to be up there. But let me ask you this, Chucky. I mean, did you, did you break them into categories? Like, I mean, you, you look. I mean, there's, there's there's different kinds of horror. You know, there's slasher horror. There's like the monster horror, like creature from the the Black Museum. There's sci-fi horror, like uh, you know. Uh, the uh, unexplored what's that planet there that was good or, or the thing which is classic? Actually. No, no, that's a good question. You see, 
I, I wanted the people themselves to either give a playlist or think out in the box or, or come up with their own categories. You know, mm-hmm. Dolan's of the monkeys. Most of his were like sci-fi, those, those 50s cheesy yeah. sci-fi yeah. films, which we can't help but love. <clears throat> and others, <clears throat> I, I think I tended to um, interview and, and solicit lists from an older demographic. So mm-hmm. there were a lot more Frankenstein, Dracula, Mummy, Wolfman, King Kongs than there were Freddy, Jason, Chucky, you know, you get that. Yeah. You know, not as many yeah. slasher films. Um, but, you know, we can do a volume two and I get I got to ask, you know, a younger uh, um, a group of celebrities, more mm-hmm. current people and all that. Um, and I think it's going to we're going to find a lot more, uh, you know, people putting like Halloween as their first. You know, in this case, uh, did you guess before I tell you, we got Rocky Hara as one of the guests. What, what's your guess, Rob? Yeah, go on, Rob. Because oh, Gremlin, Gremlins is also got to be up there. So Gremlins. And Rocky Horror made many people's lists, but not the top ten. Ooh, I, I see. I have no idea which. Honestly, Chucky, I don't know how, which way they're going with this. So it kind of like blows my mind. I look at, I really look at them as different genres, and mm. so it's difficult for me to pick one is that someone it's, would select. Yeah, as, and I'm so weird anyway. So you know, my mind's off somewhere else anyways, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to pass on it and, I, and I'll, I'll let you tell me uh, what the list is. I sure will. I'll tell you the top 10 list at the risk of giving away the book from, yeah. 10, to, from 10 to 1. Uh, the Wolfman with Lon Chaney, which got yeah. uh, a bunch of votes. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, oh I've got oh, The Exorcist. Yeah. The Exorcist the, was awesome too, yeah. Alien. Oh, Night another of- great one. The, the original one? Yeah, the original. Night, uh, of, awesome. Night of the Living Dead, original. Good. good. Jaws. Ah. Uh, which some people don't even consider horror, but I certainly do. Dracula, Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. And the top three The Shining. Oh, Psycho. Psycho. Oh, that was a good one. You know what? You know, after, after we saw Psycho, my wife wouldn't take a shower alone when we first got married. <laughs> That, that was just an excuse, buddy. Come on. <laughs> In those days, you know. Uh, number one, and you just said it under your breath, The Exorcist, number one. Ah, uh, yeah. And that, was know, my, that would be my, my number one as well. It, it is. It is a really good movie. You know what? My auto mechanic right now, he's, uh, I can't tell age, but, you know, he's up there. And to this day, he will not watch that movie. If he comes across it, immediately shuts it off. He absolutely is terrified of that movie. It does that, you know, in, in the in the day when it came out. Mm-hmm. First of all, it, it was unheard of to have those kind of lines for a oh, film. Yeah. There weren't yeah. lines like that since you know since pre uh, since pre World War II. There weren't those kind of crazy lines. Um, but people were fainting, people were throwing up, people were running out of the theater. The, mm-hmm. the reactions were unbelievable to The Exorcist. Yeah. I mean, you had you had a whole different. I mean, things like the Blob, where they, you know, they went into the the movie the, the Blob went into the movie theater. Pitch people were watching the thing. American Werewolf in London. That's a another classic yeah. where they brought it in. I mean, there's so many. I mean, that, but it's so hard. And to me, I think you really do have to break them up into different categories. To, at least in my my humble opinion. Yeah, well, that's because you know, to one person. A horror movie is such and such to another. True. You know, when I do a lot, I do a lot of library signings where you do the mm-hmm. book signing thing, and I really, yeah. really fun. 
and then we'll do a Q&A afterwards. And the question comes up, you know, they see the, the cover of the book, and King Kong's right on it, and they go, well, King Kong wasn't really a horror movie. What are you talking <laughs> about? If you were in 1930s and you were sitting in that movie theater and that gorilla came out in that <laughs> full, uh, you know, Godzilla? you would definitely get scared just the same way a, a shark is a killer in, yep. in the ocean. Those are definitely horror movies, no doubt. I mean, being scared as a kid with Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. But I got to, I mean, we're coming up to the break, so I didn't want to get into it too much, but. Uh, Actually, I'm going to. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. You know what? I'll give you the question, <laughs> and, and you think about it uh, during the thing. But you know, back in the, the old days, especially you know in our society, uh, values have changed. Uh, PC, of course, is is a big deal now. And and back in some of the old movies, uh, they got away with things that we could never get away with nowadays. And mm -hmm. I wanted to, to hear your thoughts on, on that. I mean, I remember seeing, uh, uh, who the heck was it? Bob Hope and the, the Ghost Investigators. Uh, I think, what's it, Ghost Investigators? Something like that. But it was an old black and white movie where they went to an island. And, and they had Rochester with them, of course, and, you know, which is, he was a colored guy uh, and his servant. And uh, they always had uh, little uh, comedy spiels with him involved in it. And, you know, back then we laughed at them and, you know, I don't think we could get away with that stuff nowadays because people uh, just got their panties in a bunch all the time and looking for a fight. But you have to look at some of these movies at the time they were made. And, and uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts about it. Once again, I, I am coming up to the break, so I, I do have to uh, get into this. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles. Um, what are we, Steve? International. Oh, yeah. Right here on uh, Ghost by uh, Nancy Pelosi, by the sound of it. Yeah, it is. It's, no, no. Joe Biden. Don't get me mixed up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we did pass the uh, the uh, topless uh Audience, audience in Nantucket, where beaches can go topless for all gender. Just to let you know. Anyways, we are coming on the break. Uh, you listen to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Hassan and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio and all the fine broadcast platforms as stupid stations carry this. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts. A very, very, very super duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon who help bring you this show. And uh, yeah, so those are our main sponsors. And I do want to mention once again, October 1st and 2nd and November 30th, uh, Spirit Quest will be held once again on our 11th or 12th year with Steve up in uh, Groveland. Uh, so uh, check out my website, Any Ghost Project at Comcast, no, anyghostproject.com. Anyways, we got to go. So, uh, Steve, anything you want to add? And our guest today is uh, the Crypt Keeper, Chucky. And we'll be right back to hear his thoughts on something. Anyways, uh, thank you. Am I done? Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event? 
book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal, the topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Welcome back to the second half of the first half of the two-hour <laughs> Ghost Chronicles extravaganza. This is the international edition with your hosting New England, Ron Kolek, and over here in Welsh Wales. Welsh Wales? Welsh Wales. Welsh Wales. we have got the gold standard in ghost hunting. It sounds and, Scottish. No, it didn't. It and, and our guest <laughs> did such a great job of introducing himself at the head of the show. I'm going to ask Charles to introduce himself in the second half. Oh, you crap out. Yeah, of course. Welcome back. <laughs> Everybody's still with us. Uh, along with Steve Aran, and we've uh, got a special guest named Charles Rosnay, who also goes by the Plume de Nom, which is his, uh, his um, persona when he does horror hosting of Crypt Master Chucky. And uh, Charles has uh, written a few books. And he's uh, done tons of conventions and tours. And we're just so honored to have him on the show today, adding a whole level of class to the production. And as the Welsh would say, he's a thoroughly lovely bloke. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I know. Anyways, before the break, uh, oh, wait, wait, before I forget, and I almost did again, oh. we want to congratulate uh, producer Roy on the birth of his lovely daughter. Yep. So, Roy, congratulations and He's welcome to the nightmare. Very, t- very tired well, man. Welcome to the nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, Charles, before the break, I, I posed a question to you. And I understand totally if you're scared of the PC, please, you won't answer it. So, that's fine. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the early sh- shows and, and the humor involved in the early in, uh, horror shows? And, 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 well, there it is. What's your thoughts? Well, I think you referred to a, a movie with Jack Benny and Rochester, and I don't remember that. I remember a Bob Hope movie called Ghost Breakers. That's it. Um, yeah, which – Well, uh, let me tell you, Chuck, I never get anybody's name right, so it doesn't really – you know, Yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, – It caused you know, mayhem in his marriage, first few years. <laughs> the m- movies of their times, you know, uh, y- y- how do you – you can't – we don't have a Back to the Future time machine where we can go – and correct 
something that was said or something that was shown. Um, and, and I think it has to be viewed in those terms and has to be, it doesn't have to be respected, but it certainly has to be acknowledged that it was a, it's not being done now. It's not being a, a, intentionally offensive now. And it should go on the same shelf as, you know, uh, as, as literature, as books, which also have the same mistakes. Yeah, like, but we, we burn them, though. Nothing should be burned, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, Charles, I, you know, I, I agree, agree with you. And, and the, the problem is, I mean, it's easy to look from the present to judge the past. But if you look at those shows and not try to just destroy them, uh, you, it helps you give you an insight into the thoughts of the, the people at that time, for right or wrong. But it shows you. And it also shows you how we have changed over the years. I mean, you look at shows and it's not a horror show, of course, was All in the Family, which is absolutely horrid in today's time. But it was hilarious. We made fun at everybody and everybody knew it was because we were making fun at it. It was it was never taken as a, as a serious thing. But it, it we laughed at ourselves, and uh, that's why we should never ever destroy any of the past. We should also look at it, study it, and understand it. And if you, if you can't understand it from the future, you have to understand it from the past when it was actually made. So, anyways, that's my little spiel. Yeah. So, do you think? And I'm gonna put you on a spot here. Do you think that when you look at some of the early science fiction horror? Things like the thing, uh, the forbidden planet, uh, you know, some of these early horror ones that were made and then the remakes. Do you find that the, the original ones still maintain that allure and, and they, they really can't be reproduced in, in the future? That's, you know, that's such a great question. Um, and that surprises me because we're, you know, we're, we're not I, my kids sat and and have tried they're teens now you know we're uh, 17 and they can't watch it you know and, and i and i get it i sat there and try to watch dracula with them and it is so slow moving and if you watch it as a student of film and if you watch it as a horror person you're gonna love it because it's so atmospheric and you know bella is but so many of the films back then that we loved as kids you know, growing up and watching whatever was in that market, chiller theater or creature features. Yeah. You know, we, we lived on, we waited, we couldn't wait, you know, till Saturday night or whenever they would show it. And that whatever, no, no matter the beast of 5,000 fathoms, whatever, no matter how bad it was, it was great. Well, mm. in retrospect, yeah, it was great as us, as kids, but it's not great now. And movies have elevated to such a, you know, a quiet place. Ooh. Go have a, a, horror has been elevated so much higher that it's really hard to appreciate the the early stuff in in context with the current stuff. Oh, see, I, I kind of disagree with you because I look at a movie like The Thing, the original thing, The Thing from Out of Space or whatever it was called at that time, a black and white film, yep. limited limited special effects, and, and yet it was action-packed. It had built the drama, it had everything with it, and then you had the, the remake of The Thing, which was you know, a total uh, disappointment and compared to the, the original one. Well, yeah, uh, that's a remake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I'm not really talking remakes, I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's kind of what I was alluding to, but that's fine. That's good. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 
you know, but I, then again, I grew up watching The Adventures of Superman with George Reeve. And I thought it was my great, the greatest TV show ever made. Mm. And then I tried watching it again with the kids, and I said, "Oh my God, it's so boring!" You know, it doesn't compare to the Marvel films of now. So, you know, it's I think everything's relative. If if we were born then and watched it then, we loved, you know, we loved Big Band and we loved Frank Sinatra then. <laughs> if we watched the horror movies of the time, we loved those horror movies of the time. If we grew up in the fifties and sixties, it was. You know the Blob, and and I was a teenage mm. Frankenstein, oh, and it yeah. was Elvis into the Beatle. It's really if you're a child and you're, you, I think you tend to love what you grew up with, and um, you know. So I think the fact that The Exorcist comes in number one with so many of the people in here, uh, that resonates that it's beyond generational because it's you know of an era that's in between. It's it was the resurgence of horror in many ways. You know, and uh, it gave people an opportunity to to not be embarrassed to say they love horror movies. I, I put I put in the book, guys. Nine out of ten movies, uh, horror movies are crap. I admit it. But <laughs> if you're a horror fan, those nine, there's something that's either funny or cheesy or whatever that makes you enjoy them anyway. But even if you don't. It's worth sifting through the nine uh, that are bad to get to that one gem that's great. It's worth it for that. Steve, when you grew yeah. up, did, did, was was horror big in the UK? Oh God, it was it was every bit as big as it was in in the states. Uh, yeah. We didn't we 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 had a similar culture Saturday morning, you know, uh, movies. Um, but I'll be honest, not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I I was if I wasn't looking for ghosts, I was down the local airport looking at aeroplanes. <laughs> I was I, I've never been a never been a real fan of fiction, um, mm. be it in a movie or a book. All the stuff I used to read as a kid was uh, tended to be uh, documentary, uh, fact based books. I the non fiction the non fiction stuff just I could I don't know I could never connect with it. I, I just couldn't seem to make that. Um, one of my boys, uh, he, he is, you know, very sort of into stories and storytelling and gets very into the movies when, when they're on. Big fan of the Avengers, as you can imagine. Um, the other one, he's got, I think he takes, from, takes it from me. He likes to do stuff. You know, he likes to play with the Lego. He likes to... And I think it's just how you're wired. I think there are some people like like my wife. She is in, immersed in books and stories all of the time. In fact, you know, I have difficulty getting her into the real world a lot of the time. <laughs> Whereas for me, I've just never made that connection with with, and, and that's why my list of films is so short because I don't watch many. And those that you know, when a film really sticks it really sticks. So, um, you know, I could probably not give you 10 horror movies in my top 10 because I may not have seen 10 or I have seen 10, but you know, never registered. Steve, that's funny. You say that, you know, two of my most, um, the two, two of that I'm proudest of two of the celebrities who gave me their lists, uh, started by saying, I, I either, they hated horror movies or they never watch them, or there's no way they can do a list. One was John Lennon's sister, Julia Baird, who still lives in Cheshire, and uh, said to me, you know, Charles, I I love you. I want to be in the book. We've been friends forever. 
I, I, I don't think I've seen more than two horror movies. I hate them. I can't. And then she came back to me and said, I'm going to do something pretty special. And her list was a college-like thesis on the elements of horror in literature with a focus on Shakespeare. And I'm like, what? It was like, oh, my God. It was genius. And the other one, the other one was um, Sarah Karloff. Boris Karloff's daughter. She said, Charles, you know I don't even watch my dad's movies. I, I'm not a fan of monster movies at all, but I will give you a list. And she came up with the list of 10 things that scare her. And number 10 was having to write this list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I, I'm with her on that. I would, if you'd sent me that, that a question <laughs> like that, I would, it would probably take me a day to struggle to even come to terms with dealing with it. Because, you know, you threw me the question before and I, the answer would always be the others because it's just such, it's one of the very few films that actually resonated with me um, I could, that I could relate to. But, you know, we watched the, there was one uh, quite recently about piranhas in California that came out from a fisher <laughs> in the rock. piranha movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and. The boys watch Sharknado movies, and yeah. oh god, no! When they're on, you yeah. know, I might, I might watch them for a minute or two. I might follow a scene, but I don't actually understand. You know, I don't have an overview of the movie itself or what's happening because I just don't connect to it. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys think that, like, for instance, if you watch the the original movies, the the early movies? I mean, they were far less gory than the ones today. Do you you think that's because we've become uh, desensitized to violence and we need more and more? Well, just look at Twitter. Just look at social media at the moment with the stuff that's coming out of Ukraine. And, and, and I, I am a strong believer that it shouldn't be censored. Um, you know, the children um, see this stuff day to day. Um, now in in Ukraine, and the fact that you know you were talking about the way society has changed. Mm-hmm. Almost every television program now, or even movie that comes on, says, "Warning: This may contain scenes that some viewers may find distressing and nuts." And nuts. Yeah. But we shouldn't be censoring real life. People should should see it as it is, raw and horrible sometimes so that we can form a proper impression of it. But because it, it is like that, our demands for horror mm-hmm. seem to be you know, increasing. You see this within the ghost hunting community. It, what started off, if you go all the way back to just after 2000 with Most Haunted and the early Ghost Hunter episodes, this was just a group of people wandering in the dark, having a scary encounter, looking for to experience the ghost but then gradually you know uh, the ghost became passe the headless woman drifting silently down the corridor was old you know it was boring what we want now are the murderers and their cohorts and the victims and then that migrate they they became passe and boring and we moved on to demons and and so then we moved on to biden (laughs) <laughs> and we see this progression in in you know in the ghost hunting community in real you know in 
the investigations that they're conducting. We see it with Zach on television with with the ghost adventures. You know, he was tweeting earlier today about, you know, the horrible, horrific, um, you know, life-threatening encounter he'd had on tonight's episode. Stay tuned. Mm. It's... I think it's just an inevitable part of the the way that society is changing. Do you feel that way too, Chucky? But Charles, I, I, I tuned out once we started talking politics. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was no politics. That was just one little comment. You got to get into that. I'm 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 kidding. Um, gosh, you know, are we desensitized? That's yes, a hundred percent. So, you know, when when a few years ago there was terrorists chopping people's heads off and it was on YouTube. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's one of those car crash things that you, you're driving and you have to, you know, rubberneck and you have to see it. And once you see it, you don't unsee it. And is anything else scarier than that? And, and the answer is no. And there's nothing scarier than the, the horrors of, of true, you know, war and yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I don't think that we should be shielded from them. I think that you know we would have that we would have fewer wars if we understood what really happens in war. Yeah, but people play these video games where they're all blood and gore, and and you know they do. Can they Yeah, I can't say the word. Equate you know video games versus real life. There's going to I be think, that. There's going to be the one person who can't, and they're going to, you know, ruin it for everybody else, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 99% are separating it, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. We grew. We grew up with video games. We grew up with games. We, yeah, you know, we, Pac-Man. We, <laughs> no, we were running around. Space no, invaders. We, <laughs> we were running around in in the streets, shooting air guns at one another. Fireworks yeah, in real life. Another. In real life, yeah, that's and, we, and we and we felt the pain, and we understood the pain. The problem with video games is you are disconnected from the reality. Yes, you are. You you have the visuals for sure, but then you know the boys were watching were playing Battlefield, um, a new video game that they've got this week for the PlayStation, mm. and it recreates scenes from World War Two authentically. And mm. as a player, you die, and then you wait five seconds. And you respawn and can relive the scene again. Now, that's not real life. No. So, and that's where this disconnect with uh, real life is taking place. Because the, perhaps if the video game, I don't know, shot, it, shot back. <laughs> yeah, give you a little shock or something. No, put a 2-2 two, two round through your knee. <laughs> oh, that would hurt. Yes. Anyway, Chuck, get back to your book, uh, the uh, haunt, horror list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> what? Dear Sony, on the PS6, can you have an interactive two-two? <laughs> can you uh, uh, shoot can back you mode? Us, can you give us a hint what Shatner's uh, picks were? Sure. I'm just curious. Sure, sure, sure. Riding yeah. blue, riding blue origin. I bet you that was his horror movie. You know, I'm really, I'm really trying to get him. You know, I'm doing the uh, top ten list of Beatles, for, you know, Beatle lists from uh, Beatles stuff, and uh, trying to get him to do that. And he hasn't said yes to that yet, which surprised me. Shatner's the only person who got two chapters in my book. Woo! One of, them, one of them I wrote, which I thought you know would deserve to be in there, and that was William Shatner's greatest top ten genre contributions you know his appearances in 
oh, Outer, cool. Limits, Outer Limits and Twilight Zone and Thriller and, and uh, Hitchcock and Ray Bradbury and all those. <laughs> but his list, uh, really, you know, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Psycho, Night mm-hmm. of the Living Dead, The Strangers, uh, The Shining, oh. Halloween. Know, what's, what, what was The Strangers? I, I, I will tell you in a second. Let me finish the list. The, okay, Strangers, sorry. the Strangers, The Shining, Halloween, The Exorcist, Jaws, House of Wax, which is his oldest one. You would oh, think yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, Silence of the Lambs uh, and Aliens. Guys, The Strangers is a great example of a film that bore, that is a horror movie because it's home invasion. And in my brain, nothing is as scary as that. The, the only movie that ever gave me nightmares when I was a little kid, and I, no one would say it's a horror movie, is called Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn. Oh. And Alan Arkin is the bad guy who breaks into her house and she's blind and all that. And it's those home invasion films that I think are really, really scary. As they would be and should be, actually. <laughs> in, re- in reality, if you look at the, the real horror movies, a lot of them, you have that with monsters breaking into your house. So it, that has that common theme in a lot of them in the, in the movies, even if it's, you know, not in the forefront, it's in the, it's in the uh, background as well. Yeah. But that's a yes. good point, Charles. That's a very good point. Thank you. <laughs> so wait, is my next book very similar to something you've put out? Um, Uh-oh. where if, if I'm doing true ghost stories of Connecticut, mm-hmm. where, I, where I've assembled, you know, actual ghost stories from all these people, didn't you put out a book where, where Berlinger did the, um, no, no, Blanche put out the book. I contributed to it. Blanche put out a book called, uh, I believe it's called the world. He's, he did, a, he's done a, like, I don't know, a hundred books, but he, he, I think it was called the world's most haunted places. And what he did is he had, uh, investigators, uh, from all over the world, uh, you know, write about one of the haunted places that they were in and at least one, sometimes more. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but yeah, it's basically, you get to somebody write a book for you, which is great, but no, but it's great though, because in fact, Richard Felix did it in his book, What is a Ghost? Remember that, Steve? No, I remember. I yes, remember you well. do. <laughs> yeah, so Richard, Richard, Richard's writing the afterword for for my book. But I thought most, I thought more Ghost Chronicles was um, was your book with a forward by uh, by Jeff. But maybe yes, I'll... no, no, he, yes, I have, I have. Uh, there's Ghost Chronicles and more Ghost Chronicles, and Jeff wrote the forward to both of those books. But those are just those are opposite. Those are, are nonfiction. Those are uh, uh, basically cases from uh, Maureen and I. Uh, Maureen's a transvenium, and myself when we did investigate. And those are just recant. I, we did another book called uh, Ghost a Day, which is 365 ghost stories from around the world in his in time and, and uh, places. So that that's different. But there's many, many like that. Uh, you know, Sam uh, Sam Baltrus or whatever his name is wrote 13 most this and 13 most that, and it, it's been done before. But it, it trust me, they're all good. Every single one of these. Uh, books where you get, uh, uh, you know, different perspectives are good. Just because someone else does it doesn't. I mean, let's face it, uh, there'd only be six books on the shelf if we didn't people, you know, come up with the same ideas over and over again. So, uh, no doubt. 
Yeah, but no, don't, I didn't mean to dissuade you in any way. Uh, no, the, the book sounds really, really good. No, it's, it's, no, 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 you, you did it. No, I was just thinking that <clears throat> when you meant you, when you said that you know Jeff did a similar book, and I thought, well, yeah, but uh, th that's why they're successful, you know. And I think you know there's probably a similar book in New Jersey and a similar book in yeah. Tucson and everywhere People else. People want them. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I know I know one guy that seems to have bought them all, one for every state, town, county. Oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah. Our, our good friend um, yeah. who's who's studying the subject of um, the media and uh, how it portrays ghosts. Scorpius PhD, right? He is, and um, he's he's uh, what's it, what's the website? The Great American Ghost Tour. Is that the? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, the Great British Ghost Hunt and the Great yes, American yes. Ghost Hunt. Yeah. Uh, two sites and they're like a gazetteer of um notable cases but yeah, again I mean, that's that's a compilation you know he he he's visited some here in the in britney's visited a few whilst uh in new england um but like the like so many of the books um they are just compilations mm -hmm. but that's not a bad thing you know, no, it isn't because people want them to be quite frankly exactly and um, you know i i i work closely with the Society for Psychical Research, and they have a, a, a an entire committee whose job is to compile people's reports. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, you know, even academics need these compilations, these these gazetteers, these collections yeah. together of people's experiences. I, I, I think um, Rosemary Guiley, God rest her soul, uh, did a similar thing with the Ouija, uh, where she collected uh, stories on Ouija boards and, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, people want to know. They want to hear it's this. Per, it's, it's a perfectly yeah. valid genre for, yeah. for writing and one that, um, you know, is always a bestseller. Hmm. Well, the, the other thing is, guys, I do so many uh, tours with my partner, Nick uh, Grossman. Uh, oh, we didn't even mention him. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're the, we're the shaman and the showman. He's the real deal. You know, he's one clairvoyant. Uh, he's an exorcist. He's 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 everything. You know, he's a medium. You walk into a place and he'll say, "This is where your you know your cat passed away. This is where your grandma." He he gets it. And I'm the showman. I'm a promoter. I get it. I'm not you know I'm I don't claim to be uh, a, a professional investigator. I'm there to make sure everyone has a good time. And as the shaman and the showman, we do this once a month in Connecticut and go to different places. And we're producing the conventions. I think I needed a book to have with me so I could sell to all the people who come on the trips. So mm -hmm. I can have, and when I wanted the convention, you know, to sign, because if I'm at a paranormal convention, yeah, I guess the book of top 10 horrorless is peripherally interesting, but it's not, you know, ghost, it's not paranormal. Right. So I needed that kind of under my wing to have for the, for the paranormal community. Pizza from the dead. Here we got to wrap it up. But you, no, I, I agree with you. Did, the I win the prize? did I did I name it and claim it right there? There you go. But the uh, uh, you, you know the one good thing, uh, Charles, is is that once you do a book and, and no matter what uh, you write it on, and if people like it, then they want to see something else you did anyways. I mean, and yeah. and you know, and, and there all will always be a legacy in the Library of Congress. That's yeah. right. Thanks. That's true. I, I was the one to talk Steve into writing a book. <laughs> well, you're the you're the reason why your book got wrote. But don't, Ron, Ron, but we gotta go. We need but. the final word. 
Oh, sugar, my final word. Yeah, well, we got another 30 seconds or so, so hang on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles, thank you so much. How can people find out more about you? For the, well, for the convention, uh, CT, uh, the Connecticut Paracon, you go to P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N. So it's Paracon with the extra N for Connecticut, Paracon.org. And for the Salem one in November, it's Salem Paracon with no with only one N dot org. Um, and uh, we hope your listeners come join us. And uh, th- those are the best ways to reach me. Okay. And uh, we want to thank you so much. I'm sure it wasn't what you planned on uh, dealing with uh, today, but uh, we we do appreciate this show. Is of course different. I love so, it. Anyways, thank we thank you so much. All right, so we've got to wrap it up. Uh, Steve, thank you once again for joining me. And uh, now today's uh, last word is brought to you by Notre Dame. You remember him, right? Notre Dame. You mean well. And, yeah, so Notre Dame brings us the last word. His last word is, tomorrow I shall be no longer. And that's the last word. Music. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. <laughs>